Okay, so thank you guys for joining me. This is Momish episode four. I'm so excited. Woohoo! I'm so excited, y'all. Thank you guys for joining me and supporting Momish podcast. Um, so today we're gonna dive right in. You know, I always keep y'all over time, but it's okay because we have wine, right? Because all moms need wine, right? Yes, that's one of my interviewees walking in right now. So, shout out to her. You guys will get to meet her later on in the segment. Um, but so, um, today's episode is called Mix Em Up. We're going to be talking about blended families, but we're going to get into that a little later. Y'all know I like to start off the momish episode with a mom spotlight. And I'm so glad that one of my, the, the mom spotlight, um, who's here, she's online today. So I'm really glad about that. Um, the mom spotlight today is my girl, Bianca. Um, Bianca Allen, um, you guys might have seen, seen that I posted uh, the prayers for her daughter today, Kalista. Um, they call her Callie. Callie um, went through a major surgery and she's just needing all the prayers um, of you guys. So I want to spotlight Bianca because Bianca um, not only has Callie that she has to um, take care of and be responsible for, but she also has a son, um, Jonah. Jonah is five, I believe. He just turned five. Um, but Jonah is also her son. And so two weeks before the surgery, her daughter's major surgery, it was Jonah's birthday. And as you can imagine, we do like special things for all of our kids' birthdays. But just imagine preparing for a major surgery and preparing yourself mentally and physically to go through something with your child and to bear all of those burdens of your child going through this this extreme surgery and having to also pay attention and be responsible for it and make sure that the other child doesn't feel left out. So I just want to like do a mom spotlight on her because I think that's amazing. I'm, I, I, I couldn't imagine like going through that and having the mindset i watched her on snapchat and i saw that she did a big birthday thing for her son she got him an out birthday outfit that he wanted she blew up balloons i mean they did a whole birthday thing at school so bianca our prayers are with you we just want to um say from the momish community and from myself that we are praying for you and your husband we're praying for your strength we're praying uh, that God will give you comfort and peace in this time. And we're praying for Callie because we know that she's going to be strong. And she's going to come through all of this like a champion. She's going to come through as a conqueror. So shout out to Callie. We're going to keep, we're going to continue to hashtag prayers for Callie um, on Momish and, and every day of this week. So uh, let's, let's uh, send our love to Bianca and her family for that. So that was our mom's spotlight for the day. And Bianca, keep up the great work. Keep being a mom and doing the momish thing okay all right so um following that the intro topic i like to do the um 
intro topic because it's like a pregame into our segment. And today I'm going to talk about self-care for moms because, listen, we need self-care. If we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of our families and it's just not good. So, um, you guys might have seen my Facebook status or y'all might not have, but basically I was walking around the house looking rough, y'all, okay? Rough. Like, mom, it's just all about me being raw and real. So, I got this bomb wig, y'all. I had this bomb wig, right? So I was like not doing my hair. I had cornrow my hair under and I was just like, all right. So y'all probably seen the wig because I had it looked like tracks. It was a bomb wig. But um I was like, oh my gosh, like I just my eyebrows wasn't done. Like it was just it was a long week. It was a long week. My my nails was like I needed a fill-in. My sister was like, either get a fill-in or take them off. So I took them off, y'all. I'm gonna let my nails breathe. But I'm just talking about self-care, like, on, um, if you tuned in on Wednesday, we had the mom meltdown episode, it was a special snow day episode, and how moms are, like, melting down, because we have, like, our mommy tantrums, our hissy fits, and after that episode, y'all had, like, five meltdowns for the rest of the week, like, my creative director was texting me, like, business stuff for momish, and I was like, I can't think. I can't make no decisions. Like, I had a complete mom meltdown. I'm going crazy. Work is stressful. It was just a lot. Like, I was like, first of all, I feel bad for my husband because I'm walking around here looking a mess, okay? And two, I was just like, what is going on? And so, I was going to wear my Target mom shirt today because I realized that I haven't been to Target in, like, two weeks. So, that's number one. That's why I'm having mom meltdowns, and I'm just, like, frustrated because if I don't go to Target... Once a week, it's a problem. And so it's been a problem because I haven't been to Target. So I already told my husband, after momish, I'm going to Target, okay? Leave me, <laughs> and leave me alone. But no, um, I got to go to Target today because I got to get my mind right before the work week. But this shirt is also fitting because I feel like black excellence is like forever. You know, we're, we, we got to represent. And shout out to that 11-year-old that gave that amazing future Obama speech she was like a little mini Michelle Obama at the um, Our Lives Matter um, march yesterday. And she was shouting out how she was speaking up for all black girls and all black women. And I think she was amazing. And so her, she was articulating like a grown woman, like super proud. So black excellence, let's shout out black excellence. And I got this shirt from the Carter brand. Not not me and my husband, the Carter brand, but it's like a site called the Carter brand. <laughs> But no, let's take care of yourselves. So I took off my nails. I went and got my hair braided, y'all. After I washed my hair to get my hair braided, my husband was like, look at you. You are glowing. I was like, shut up. Like, I was not looking that bad, okay? It's not looking that bad. Got my eyebrows. Look, I was feeling multicultural yesterday, y'all, because I went to my Nubian queens and got my hair braided. And then I went to my Chinese Asian princesses, whoever they are, and got my eyebrows snatched, okay? And then I was about to roll up on my Mexican cousins and get some Sylvester's, but <laughs> I went to Chick-fil-A instead. But I was feeling real multicultural yesterday, supporting all of the, you know, countries, continents, whatever you want to say. So, self-care for moms. Let's take care of ourselves, because listen. Um, but, oh my gosh, so on the topic of self-care for moms, first of all, it's nothing wrong with couponing. I love couponing. But I never thought I would be the one that be like chasing random coupons. So yesterday I went and got my hair braided, right? 
I rolled up in the drink. I was like, you got an appointment for such and such? She was like, what time you... I'm not even going to try to do my African accent because my husband says it's really bad. So, I was. she was like, what time do you want? I was like, well, as early as you can. She was like, come now. And I was like, okay, but wait. I got this coupon on Yelp. And it say if I'm a first customer, I get the $20 off. And she was like, yeah, listen, y'all, I have never used a coupon for hair braiding, but I did yesterday. You get two kids, you learn how to save some money, okay? But listen, I think she got over on me because I should have said how much. Because I remember calling her before and she told me 160 And yesterday when I got there, she was like, you got the $20 off, so it's 160 No, I should have. it should have been 140 but I'm not even going to challenge her on that. Yeah. Then... I got a massage off a Groupon, y'all. So I'm going to be getting myself, you know, taking care of myself as a mom off a Groupon. A good old half-off massage. Listen, take care of yourselves and look out for those coupons because, listen, kids are not cheap, okay? And neither is wine, but I get it every week because all moms need wine, right? Okay? Okay, Um. so... Today's episode is going to be really interesting, and I'm, I I have a lot of questions myself, so I, I have some interview questions for my two interviewees today, and it's going to be so amazing. Um, we're going to be talking about mix them up, mix them up, y'all, mix them up. We're talking about blended families. Y'all ever seen one of those big blenders? My sister had a big cake blender. Who is it by, Keita? KitchenAid? It's by KitchenAid. It's a big cake blender and she would like do all of her mixing and stuff so when i thought about like the families and how you just throw all of those ingredients in there and and make your own family like i know we say we can't choose what's the saying you can't choose your family i don't know but <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway anyway um these families have chosen Ooh, each other, and I feel like. Yes, yeah, somebody put the sand in the comments. Oh yeah, can somebody put the sand in the comments? I know one of y'all know it. It's like you can't. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. So that's why they say be wise on who you choose your friends or something like that. But anyway, I just thought it was amazing that my two guests today and a lot of people um, are able to choose their families today. They're merging families and and they're marrying into a family that already has kids or they both have kids and they're bringing their kids together into this family. And I I think that's um a blessing. Um I also think that these two moms um have a lot of advice to give, a lot of I can't wait to hear their answers to these questions cuz I'm like interested in the topic because so one of my guests said why didn't I send why didn't I send them the uh questions first so when my sister came on last week y'all for the single mom thing she never seen the questions so I just feel like I want to hear your genuine response you know because if somebody send me the questions especially when I go to work and somebody send me the questions like I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear you know and I'm just gonna be as poised as possible but if you don't know the questions you get in there and be like, oh, wait a minute, let me tell you. So we're going to get their first take reaction. Y'all, this is not this is not a rehearsal. This is not, the revolution has not been televised, okay? <laughs> but um, I'm so excited to hear from them today because I can only imagine how much wine they drink and how much pray, praying they do. Because um, 
we talk about being moms of our own children. You And now we're going to get into the lives of people who are adding other people's children into their families and, and pretty much taking on the role of being their parent as like step step parent or if you don't want to say step parent um bonus mom so i like the word bonus mom i think that's cool or bonus dad um so um this is gonna be amazing i'm gonna when you're ready okay so okay so now give me one second to bring them on and get them a glass of wine so you guys grab your glass of wine hi shantane thank you Okay, so um, here with me today, I have Latoya, and I have Tanil. Tanil has like Tanil's like um, she's like a blended family with us because I've known her like literally pretty much almost all my life, like forever. Um, so. I've kind of like seen her journey a little bit, but from the outside and not from the inside. So I'm interested in, in getting to know her today. Um, so welcome, ladies. Thank you guys for coming on my mission, sharing um, your experience as blended family moms doing the thing. I just have a couple of questions for you guys. Okay, so Latoya, um, we shouted out Latoya last week. She just got married, y'all. All right, come on. Let's toast to marriage, okay? Yeah. It's not for everybody, but when you get the right person, it's amazing. So shout out to Latoya for her beautiful um, commitment, okay? A lot of people in this generation don't know what marriage is, and that's the problem. But that's another time for another place. Another place, another subject for another time, another place. But um, shout out to her. Tanil has been married. How long have you been married, Tanil? Four years. Tanil has been married for four years, okay? Listen, four years of marriage, listen, y'all. A lot of wine, a lot of praying. But um, we're going to, okay, thank you. Okay, we're going to get started on the interview. So, um, my first question to you guys, how did you, pretty much say how we make our relationship a priority like how do you make time with your spouse while still adjusting with the children the new transition of like this new life together like how did you figure that out I mean because uh, you want to that um I will uh I think the reality is that your kids are going to grow up and move on so if you don't make time for you you're going to end up with an empty house and you're going to be too strange so you have to force that self-time, not just with your husband, but with yourself as well, because you got to get that time to bridge that gap. Because when the kids aren't there, you don't want to be in one room and he's in another room, because that would, that's what leads to divorce. So what we do is try to have date night once a night, whether it's just going to lunch, going to dinner, or something planning to get your pants, but you have to have it. Yes. Listen, I told y'all I love date nights. That's why... I Anybody want to babysit my kids? Put your name in the in the thing. I'll check you out. But don't get mad if I don't pick you like Danny and the nanny. Okay? But no, um, what Tanel said is key. And I think we always see her on Facebook out with her king. And she makes sure that she has time. And that's true. Like, your kids are going to up and leave you. And as much as I love my kids, they're going to grow up one a day. And, I mean, you have to make time for your spouse and not 
make your spouse feel left out because then that's where people get the doing stuff they ain't supposed to be doing, you know? So that's important. But Latoya, same question. Um, well, we've tried the date night. It doesn't always work out because mm-hmm. my husband works a lot. But when he's home, just us being around each other, we told laugh, joke, just different stuff. It's an adjustment period because we have, like, the toddler. Okay. So it's hard to get that one-on-one time when you have a four-year-old that still wants to sleep in the bed with oh, you. Oh, don't I know it. Be around you all the time. So it's definitely difficult, but we just try to make it work. Yeah, and ladies and men like date night doesn't always have to be out because we don't have sitters like that either so um and i definitely get the four-year-old like my four-year-old pretty much thinks that we share custody of my husband and it is not shared custody and so yeah he pretty much like i uh, posted the other day concert was like um if i wanted him back like i had to pay for my husband to watch tv with me and I was like, listen, and he asked his dad, like, do you want to go back? Like, I'll be beating him on something. Like, it's too much. I can't deal with Hunter. And these kids are possessive. And moms, we just have to make sure that we set boundaries between our kids and our spouses or our kids and our significant other, whatever the case may be. Hey, everybody that's just now joining, we have two guests today talking about blended families. Um, The next question. How will we? How did you guys say? How will we help the kids adjust? And like, in what ways did you assist assist your children in adjusting to your new life? Like, I wrote this down because I, I write all my thoughts down, y'all. I feel like the children. I feel like the the children really don't get a choice in the matter of who their parent ends up with. So I find it important that you help them adjust and support them in the transition phase as much as possible. Like, I'm not talking about if your kid is like. I'm going to tear this person up type thing. Like, but I feel like if your kid is adjusting to somebody and that transition may be rough for them or anyway, like, how did you guys, um, I guess you can tell me, like, when did you introduce your child to your spouse? Um, and, like, how did you mold that adjustment? Like, um, so I know some people force their kids to get along with the other person, or did it happen naturally, or did you, like, what did you guys do? So for us, mine's a little rough because my kids were teenagers. Okay. So it was different from having a small child to an older child. So it was easy for Trinity. But for the teenage boys, it was a little different because you have somebody come in and that's not your blood. Mm-hmm. And they kids are quick to say, you're not my father or you're not my mother. Um, so over the years, so it's almost been eight years. Over the years, they have just been growing closer together to see that this person also contributes to my life. They take care of me. They take me to school. They buy my clothes. Um, and they have to build a relationship. So with older children, it is very challenging mm-hmm. to make them want someone else in their space because every child wants their own biological parent. So that's just something that um, I had to talk to both my husband and my kids and just say, hey, this is not your dad. He's not your replace your dad. But just think about it. Who helps me with you? It got easier over the years, but we had those moments when you're not my dad. You don't tell me what to do. It's my mother's house. You know, and you get into that and you can't, you can't go against your spouse. You got to stand as a united front with your spouse, but you also have to correct your kids together. And that includes the parents on the outside of the home. Mm-hmm. So that was the other thing. We had to bring the parent on the outside of the home to be on a consistent front with us, with all of the children. So it works now, but there has been some moments where there was some bumps. And as adults, I think sometimes it's our way or the highway. That's just not the approach that I take because that does not work. Mm-hmm. Every child has their own personality. And I'm talking about six different kids that make up my household. So it's been a challenge, but I think now we're at a place where it works for us. 
But at first, you know, it, that was like we put in a lot of work to make everything gel together. I think that's I think that's a good point. Like that whole response was like bomb.com. I think that's a good point that um, a, a lot of parents we do say it's my way or the highway, and I think that's where a lot of kids come from, and they they become to be more rebellious and they want to go against the grain more. And I like how she said like bringing in the the the, per, the parent that's on the outside, so there's no. You can see that there's no animosity there, and that they're standing on the front, the forefront together, and like blended families. I mean, you can't just say it's me and my new spouse, and this is how our family's gonna go. Like, you have to blend those families, those parents who are involved on the outside in, and that's like key, like very key. Um, Latoya, uh, for me, it wasn't so difficult. Not with the younger kids. Uh, my 10 year old he's pretty hard to like break through with so the initial thing was like can you just say hi because he won't even speak he'll just like come in the room and look at you like why are you in here so once I got them like talking to each other then it just like it's a time they started talking more and spent a little bit more time together the kids always kind of got along like I've never really had any issue with the kids getting along or being disrespectful mm-hmm. or anything like that but and his kids are older, okay. so the baby we never really had any problems with. My son, it was more like can you just say hi, because especially when you have like an active parent, mm-hmm. his dad has always been around. So for him, it's like who is this guy? Because he's never been around anybody outside of his dad. dad. Okay. So who is this guy that is now around my mom twenty four seven and now he's in our house and stuff like that? So it was just an adjustment period for him. But once he got over it and he was okay. Like, my husband actually asked him, are you okay with me marrying your mother? Oh. And he was okay with it, so it's just a time, though. Time, 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 time. So, as you can see, both women here, um, Tanil and Latoya, when they marry, um, they're bringing two families together. I know sometimes it may be one-sided where one person is bringing in kids and the other one doesn't have kids. So, both of them and their spouses have kids coming into this blended family. Um, so to me, that's even more challenging, um, if you ask me my personal opinion. Um, so I think that is great. Um, for those who just joined it, thank you guys for joining. We're just um, chatting it up about blended families because, I mean, people be like, everybody got kids these days in 2018. So, I mean, I think it was a good, I think it's a good topic to talk about and just be open with because people are marrying or getting in a relationship with people with kids and you have to understand that that's not nothing to take lightly and then everything that you see in the news i'm going to get to that topic on the next few questions but um okay so this is big for me because i think that this is big for all marriages um not so much relationships because i don't know if i would share my finances with somebody in a relationship but for marriages is key and it so I want to know, like, how did you guys say we're going to handle our finances? Like, how do you balance your finances? Is there one account for both families? Do you separate money to take care of your own kids? Like, how is the spending discussed coming in as far as combining finances from the start? So, like, when you guys came in, did you say, hey, like, we're going to open this joint account and we're going to pay bills? And the bills might be the easy part, but say if your kid wants to do cheerleading, your son wants to do basketball like, and his kid wants to do this like how did you guys make the determination to say 
well, if my kid wants to do chili, she do chili. Like, I'll pay for that. And he says, well, my son wants to do basketball. I'll pay for that. Or do you guys say, well, both kids are not going to do the activities because we don't have it right now, or both kids are going to do the activities and we're just going to pay for it together? Like, how do you deal with those type of situations when it comes to, like, money spending? Um, so for me, because we do have, we have four. Okay. So when it comes to activities, we're kind of free with whatever they want to do. Basketball, track, football. That's kind of like not an issue. And whoever has the money just pays for it. Okay. And when it comes to bills, we don't have a joint account, but we have this is the bill that you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. This is the bill that I'm responsible for. And if you need me to help you out, then I'll help you out. And when it comes to savings, both save. We don't have a joint savings account, but we're very open to the money in each other's accounts. Okay. So, like, he has a fingerprint where he can log in and see my account. I can log in and make sure he's not buying every pair of shoes that come out. <laughs> but with having four kids, when it comes to, like, buying shoes and buying clothes, it's like, we don't just, because one child gets, every child gets money. So, just because I buy some shoes for maybe either his daughter or my son, doesn't mean all four of them are going to get shoes. It's kind of like, who needs the shoes the most? Like, my oldest son, he has a pretty big feet. His feet are constantly growing. So sometimes he may get shoes and everybody else doesn't get shoes. But they have an understanding that he got shoes and this is why. So we don't just say, oh, it's none of your business. We let them know, like, he got shoes because he needed them. Okay. You got a coat because you needed a coat. So, so that kind of eliminates, like, the favoritism thing. Correct. So they don't feel like, you know, you're showing favoritism to one, one child or the other. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so with us, we have a joint account, and then we have individual accounts, and then each one of the kids have an account. So that's eight accounts plus the additional three accounts. Um, oh. all, <laughs> all of the household bills come out of one account. That's a joint account, as well as, like, the child care. So any reoccurring expense on a monthly basis is that one. Okay. Um, when we got married, we got the joint account. So we didn't have a joint account until we were married. So four years, like, anything... Um, renovating the bathrooms and the kitchens all of that stuff comes out of that one account what we do with our individual account we can discuss but that's just how it works and if i know something that's coming up for the kids mm-hmm. i already have my deposit set up where money goes into it for the kids again because there's extra parents on the outside of this right 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 so there's additional support that comes in with it so that money is divided amongst the kids in their account but that takes care of all what they need their uniforms their school supplies mm-hmm. their recreational things but if it's something like basketball training was in cheerleading it comes out of the joint account. Okay. So anything that's a reoccurring cost comes out of the joint account. Okay. Um, and money, we don't have that issue with the money, and that's because the bills is what's paid first. Like, we take care of everything that's a mandatory bill first, then you can take care of whatever you want on the side. Where do you keep your bills? Where do I keep my You have, like, paper bills? I have paper bills, but I use, so I work for the federal government, and I do, I'm okay. a budget analyst, so I run my budget at home just the same way I do that. I was gonna try to slide one of my bills in her bill. Let's see if she knows No, no. I just slide this card electric bill on the tenails and uh Yes. So the question the question was, um, coming in, did you have any um bills that you had to absorb coming in? Like, um, you know, when I got married, my husband got my student loans, he got our uh say <laughs> like, no, but um yeah, that's important, like, coming in, if you have bills and stuff coming in, like, how is that handled? So, we had bills coming in. Um, I'm big on looking at a credit report. Um, and what we had to do was talk about what was the most important. Um, I already owned a home, so if we plan to buy a home together, then that's 
an area that we need to improve. But not just that, his oldest child and my oldest child are both in college. So that is a, a cost that comes in because I have to pay rent for um, my son. And then I also, which I split with his dad, but and I also have to pay college tuition for the difference that they get, and get on the scholarship. So it's a lot that goes into being a blended family because you have these extra expenses that take away from the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's the priority. So the kids are going to be our priority. Because again, they're gonna grow up and they're gonna move on, or they're gonna get a job and then they're gonna take care of themselves. They shouldn't have to suffer because we don't plan our budget. Right. Listen, I think, um, yes, listen, I'm getting knowledge out here because um, just being naive and not thinking into the stuff, I always thought, like, if my husband had kids, like, what would I do? Like, would I, would I, like, favor my own child and I'm gonna get into that too because I want to know like do you favor do you have like an inkling of favoritism to your own child than you do the children that you're marrying into I mean that's a good point because me I, I've always said like I don't know like because I've never been in that situation and I feel like I would have Hunter and Hunter is mine and I birthed him and I cried when he came out and we did the, uh, what do you call it, skin to skin and he's just like everything and then if if there was another child, like would I intentionally have to think about loving this child the same way and not like unknowingly showing favoritism to this child. So I don't know, like the blended family thing caught me up. When I was thinking of my questions, I was like, crap. And I was like, sending them to uh, Jackson's godparents who helped me with Amish. And I was like, I added another one, I added another one. And they were adding questions and we were like, oh, that's good, oh, that's good. Like, it's a lot to this. And listen, I'm glad I got two guests today because we're getting two perspectives. But Tanil made a good point, ladies. Get those credit reports checked. Listen, check the credit reports when you marry these men. And men, get them credit reports before you marry these women, okay? Because... Like she said, when you get in, you want to buy a house, you want to do this, you want to do that. All of that is coming on you now. Like, you want to pay those bills. Um, so, where will we live? So, if you're both living in your own places, did you move in with them, vice versa, them moving in with you? Or did you guys find a home together? And, second part is, if your children's other parent is in the picture, did you consider their input or thoughts on where their child will now live and how visitations will go, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I just feel like um, the other parents should at least have knowledge of where their child is living. Like, is the living space clean? Is the living space too far for me to see them? Um, I don't know. Like, did you guys get their input? Um, Did you guys, like, tell me how the living thing went. Did you guys move in to together or move into the other person's place or we moved in together okay so we got one place um the way that we decided was which was closest to the kids school okay and since um my son's father picks him up from school every day it was convenient for him because he still gets to see his son every day mm-hmm. so he picks him up from school and sometimes they go to his house and sometimes he brings them home but he'll always know where we live like there's no that's no question for me for him to know where his child is living. Mm-hmm. He's been into my home before, so he knows to sing as well, all of that stuff. But we moved in together, and yeah, that was the biggest thing, like what was convenient for where the kids go to school so that we can get them to school on time and then be getting to work, him getting to work and stuff like that. So that's how we decided where we were going to be. Okay. 
already had my own place. I've actually lived on my own since I was 18. So she really um, did, y'all. I done moved around since Georgia's county. Um, <laughs> she but I will say that he had he was in a decision when I did buy my first home because we were dating then. And as far as the other parent being involved, I mean, my son went and, and he kept saying, Mommy, this, and Mr. Derek, that, and he kept doing it every weekend until his dad was texting me like, who's this Mr. Derek? Like, what's going on over there? Because before I met him, I had been not dating anybody for almost three years. And so for somebody to drop out of the blue, dad is kind of like, okay, what's going on now? Um, and he really wasn't in a decision-making of, like, where the kids stay and all that other stuff as far as that, because my son was going to school for his house. But he did want to meet him. So he was like, well, if you're going to be around my kids, he must be serious. You haven't been in a relationship with nobody for a very long time. They don't talk about nobody. So I need to meet him. And they just met. And that was the first time that their dad ever did that. Like, he didn't care anybody about anything else. So they met. And from that day forward, he told them that my kids need to respect you like they respect me. If you got a problem with them, they need to understand that you say and mean what you say. Just like at my house, I say it mean what I say. And that for me was big because... I knew from the beginning that it wouldn't be any division when it came to the kids and their dad. Now with the other dad, he's a boy, so it's not in that situation, so we didn't have to go through that. But um, it just worked. It worked with them. Everybody got their own room. Everybody kind of get along. It was just the area of when they get to those moments of you're not my dad. Okay. And I want to listen and stuff like that. But So Tanil made a good point, and this was one of the questions that came in to me was, um, Older or younger, I feel like the child's age is a major factor. We cover that, and Tanil made a good point where, and Latoya, like when the child is younger, it's a little more easier for them to adapt to the situation. Whereas when they're older, I mean, it's like who's this person? But um, um, at a younger age, is it almost is it almost mandatory to have some type of conversation with the baby daddy, baby mama that you that you're about to have their child around a new man or woman? But as they get older, is the conversation still necessary? And, like, what is a proper age to introduce your child to this new person? For me, I think if you plan on being serious with anybody, Mm -hmm. that you need to introduce your kids to them and the other parent. Now, you got to be on good terms with the other parent in order for it to work out the way that you want it to work. Talk about those better-based moms. Um, But I think that with everything that you see, people are beating up people's kids, people are killing people's kids, people are molesting people's kids. People need to know who their kids are around. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that um, anyone should be selfish enough to say you're not going to meet whoever I'm with because you think that they're going to try to break up your relationship. If that door is closed for you, you're doing this for your child because I think we don't think about our kids when we make decisions. Mm-hmm. So that kid may want the blended family to be able to say dad, bonus dad, mom, or bonus mom, whatever, but you don't give them that opportunity. And then when you go to work or when you leave your kid with this person, you don't really know what's going on because you might put more trust in this person than your kid. So, you know, that other parent needs to be aware because if that kid called and, and they are in time of need, that other parent needs to be able to show up. Regardless of their relationship with mm-hmm. you, they need to be there for their child. And today, as you see on the news and everything, yeah. it's crazy what's happening to people's kids, smaller kids and older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, I've wanted their dads to meet my husband, but they weren't open to me. Okay. So, the response I got was, I'm not ready. How are you not ready to meet somebody that's around your child that your child lives with? I don't know. So to me, it's a maturity thing. Okay. Like they're not at a place yet where they're they're not okay with me being married. I should say. Okay. So I they can't still want some choice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't force you to 
like for me, as long as they're still active in their children's lives, I don't press the issue. They've seen him, they know who he is, but it's just a matter of having that mutual respect of, right. hey, my child has to respect you. They still refer to him as mommy's little friend. So Ooh, it's just, you know, shade. Some knowledge. 
that then I'm never leaving my husband. Or we never want to get no blended family. Because listen, I already told y'all, if something happens to us, you gonna be alone and I'm gonna be alone. Because I ain't accepting nobody. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the baby daddy. Don't want to leave. I don't want to be the baby daddy. I'm gonna be the baby mama. I don't want to meet your little friend.
But Tamil, what do you think about discipline? So I think that discipline is an area that um, is, it depends on the age of the kid. Okay. Um, and I also think it depends on the relationship you have with the kid because how can you discipline someone you haven't taken time to have a relationship with? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to understand the dynamic. So y'all know I got one son that's just out there. He just keeps it out. So he ready. If you bring it to him, he's going to jump out there on you. So with him, you got to handle him a little different than you would handle somebody else because he already borderline just ready for whatever. Okay. Whatever. So um, he's ready to square up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm kind of like be the person in the middle of all of this. And it's a lot on me to kind of be like, you know, the referee in all of this. But when you know your kids, you know their behaviors, you know when somebody said they did something or said something, don't be that parent going up to the school, that ain't my child. Well, you know, 100%, that's your child. So that's me. I don't go against the teachers. I know when they call on the child and I know they did it, I'm all for it. But if I know they lying on my kids too, because you got to know your kids. Gotta know your kids. Be present, y'all. Be present. Okay? We not God. We can't be omnipresent. But be present. Okay? But that goes into my next question to Neil, where, um, and, and Troya, do you ever feel like, because um, I will probably feel like this. I don't know why. But do you ever feel like you should do majority of the work when it comes to your kids since they're yours? So say if your kid is, is constantly acting up, constantly acting up, or if your kids are... Um, it may be simple as your kid is in a sport and they have practice like every week. Do you feel like you have to do everything since they're your kids? And I mean, do you ever feel like, I don't know. I used to. Okay. I had to take a step back and realize that I have the help. Okay. So to take the help. But I used to be like that. Like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it, I'll do it. He's like, hey. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. What you need me to do? And I'm just like, no, it's okay. I got it, I got it. So I had to kind of like learn, like coming from where, you know, their dads have always been around, but they didn't live in the house. So where I was doing literally every single day. So now that I have that help, I'm kind of learning. It's still, I'm still learning it, but I'm learning to kind of take a step back and let him step up and take on some of the responsibility that I've had for so long by myself. So she's transitioning from our last episode, single mom, with the co-parent into blended families. Look at that. That's bomb, y'all. Hashtag momish. But, uh, Tanil? <laughs> I would agree with everything that she said because I was that single mom doing everything with my four kids. I put four kids into our relationship and I thought I had to do everything because I had done it for so long. So, to now have help, it was like, what am I going to do if I let him do everything? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it took some time. It took some years for me to kind of step back. But again, it goes to the order of the house. Like, if I want my house to be in order, then I need to step aside. And it was hard because I'm a doer, and it was my house, and it's my kids, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. But if you're trying to grow together with somebody, that's not going to work. Right. One, and then when you have boys. So our older boys are 15, 16, 20, and 21. There's nothing I can give them to show them how to be a man. I do not want to raise no mama boys for no woman to dislike me as their mother-in-law in the future. Um, so got to step aside. And that's not even just with my husband. That's with their dads as well. I got to let them teach them how to be men and step aside. Because if I don't, they won't be mama boys. They won't be the men that your daughters are going to meet and be like, oh, no, you don't need to meet them. You don't need to be with them. Um, and I saw that because the kids will play the fence. They will, mom said, well, mom said, well, mom said. And I had to step aside. So well, what did your dad say? Yeah. Or what did Dirk say? Why are you asking me after you already asked him? Because then you put us into conflict. Or and me they, and the kids would conflict. do that because, listen, my son is four. And no, because he Hunter does that, babe. Doesn't he do that? It's like, I want a snack. No, you're not getting a snack. Dada! Dada! First of all, your dad is not my dada, okay? Like, tell Hunter. Dada, mommy said I couldn't have a snack. What? Why are you, who are you telling on? You still can't have a snack. Like, the kids will play the fence, and it's so awesome to see, like, a four-year-old do it. It's not awesome to see, but it's, like, amazing to see that they're so smart and so intelligent that they know to do that that early, at that at that early age. So, I can only imagine when he gets a teenager. Listen, 
And with that, I can say, I would be honest and transparent that as a parent, that's sucking me in sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why you tell my kids they couldn't have it? If I bought it, they can have it. I bought it for them. And that's that, right there, was, that's that right there was downright like disrespectful when I walked away and thought about it. You got to be big enough to apologize. Because again, you might have done that, but then now you make your husband or your soon-to-be husband or their dad just look so much smaller than his head. And then they'll come and be like, oh, my mother don't care anyway because my mother tell you what to do. You know, and the kids will say that back when they get in the heat of the moment. And that has happened. And I'm like, hold up, whoa, that's not what I meant by that. Mm -hmm. Like, I did buy those things for you, but I didn't realize. Most time I'm just coming home from work and they'll be like, can I have this and I give it to them? He's like, I already told them no. I didn't know that part. I'm just coming home from work. I'm tired. They asked me. And so then I step back and be like, why did you do that? And, you know, all of that could be avoided with communication. So I think effective communication has to be a part. And if you said something already, you could be like, hey, babe, I let them know that he couldn't have. So if they ask you, you know, that courtesy beforehand, because if you leave out the house and you come home, they're doing something you told them they couldn't do. I didn't know. Ain't nobody tell me. So my husband is pointing at me, y'all, because I am guilty of that. Where um, he he may have told Hunter no about something and I do it anyway. Um, but I, I know, but listen, I told, like, I told y'all all the time, like, I be having mom meltdowns and I get home and I'm tired and Hunter just be, I'm like, Hunter, just be quiet. Just go do it I don't, right now. And y'all be like, Kaylin, he don't do that. He don't do that face, y'all, but <laughs> he do give me like a certain face and I be like, I'm sorry, babe, you know? <laughs> Then I put myself a glass of wine. All moms eat wine, right? <laughs> um. So, um, what kind of blended family do we want to be? I mean, this is a question for the audience. If you're if you're currently dating someone with kids, or you're about to marry someone with kids, or vice versa. But like going in, ladies, um, everyone has this picture perfect way of how their family will look. Like even not not even blended families, like. Um, my sister shared last week on the single mom singles single moms episode where she was like, you know, she didn't think she was gonna be a single mom. It was just like this: we are gonna do, we're gonna have this big happy family, white picket fence, um, brick house with granite counters. Yep, shout out to my mom's kitchen, y'all. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, we all have this vision of what we think our family is gonna look like and what our family is gonna be. And there's my son at the bottom of the steps. I never thought I would have a disobedient. Um, loud mouth right now. My my son is amazing, y'all. He is, but I he keeps me in prayer and he keeps me drinking wine. So, um, my mom keeps saying my name, Keila. Keila, I want you to get it together. Listen, I'm trying to get it together, mom. I'm trying to get it together. That's all. That's what being a mom is about: getting it together. Okay, <laughs> but no. Um, so everyone has this picture perfect way of how their family will look. So like. I want to know what you guys thought your family would look like going in. Like, did you have the the fantasy vision? Did you think, like, once I get married and we join these families, it's going to be amazing. We're going to go to Disney World. They're going to love me. His kids are going to think I'm the best mom ever. I'm going to be better than their mom. I'm going to slay this stepmom business, okay? Because that would be me. If if I was with somebody's stepmom, I'd be like, listen, I'm going I'm to slay this stepmom, okay? I'm going to be everything and more. Tell your mama. You know, <laughs> but no, <laughs> but no. Like, um, did you guys fantasize going in, like, what your family would look like, and how does your, how did your family, what your family looks like now? How did it uh, differ from what you thought it would look like going in? 
Or did you go in and like, I know this about to be a mess, but we're going to make it work? And 
I treated him the same way, and he, he, to this day, he's 21, he'll say, I don't understand it. Like, she just automatically started doing everything for me as if she was my mom. And it's just because I don't think kids have the right to be treated or mistreated, uh, right. I should say, because they get into these situations. They didn't ask to be born. They didn't ask to be a part of a blended family. They didn't ask to be a part of whatever our situations are. So... I thought that the blended family would be, boom, we would come up with our own decisions, we would move into a house, and, you know, everything would work the way that we said. But along the line, we never changed the way we were brought up. All those things creep back in, because he owes food, so he wanted to do it the way his parents did it, and I wanted to do it the way my free-flowing family is, and it just didn't work. So, you know, through through time, we had to get together and just say, this is how it's going to work for us, because how you were raised, that don't work, and how I was raised, that don't work, and my husband does have a stepdad. So we talked through all that stuff, but we also went to a class at my church where they have blended in blessings of ministry, but they also have these focus studies. And they talked about, earlier you said a KitchenAid. They talked about being in a crock pot, that a blended family is like how you start off cooking something in a crock pot and you put all these ingredients in and it takes some things longer than other to gel together. And using that analogy was just meaningful for us because like one of my sons, the one that, you know, that's just about it, He's like those hard vegetables that just take a longer time to soften up. But then some of the kids could be like the meat or the celery or something that doesn't take as long to warm up. And it doesn't even matter about age. It's just everybody is different. Um, so being a blended family, it may not get to, to that point until they're adults. But we got to keep working at it. And what it, how it is today, I am grateful because when they were younger, it worked. It's just when they got to be teenagers, I don't know what happened. But it got to that place of you're not my dad. You're not my dad. His son never has said that to me. His son, I asked him, do he need anything? He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't need anything. And I love Cash App. So, you know, drop the Cash App. I just send them money because they're in college. They're never going to ask for anything. And he's like, thank you. What is that for? I'm like, because you don't have to spend your own money. I know you're struggling. You live in a place you got to pay your bills. And my Cash App is a <laughs> dollar sign K-Dot partner. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think that I would grow up thinking I'm going to have a blended family and I want to look like this. I don't think no little talking about um, introducing your child to your new boo. 
and she's in her son not having Damon is amazing, y'all. He is so handsome. He's a young king, okay? He is so, like, mature to me for a 16-year-old. But um, Prisca said it isn't something to take lightly, and it takes a lot of trust. She was talking about the finance thing. Um, it does take a lot of trust, even when you're married. I started that movie, Roxanne, on Netflix, but I didn't finish it. But the beginning, he took her $20,000 that she was saving to give her and her kids a house, and she left. And she loved this man, and she just knew he was going to be right by her. So it does take a lot of trust. And I'm going to finish that movie today, hopefully. Okay? He did not come with that U-Haul. Like, where's the movie truck? Um, Aunt Tawana said, I thank God for my blended family. My husband loves my daughter as if she was his. Shout out, Aunt Tawana. Thank you, Aunt Tawana. Um... Nikita said, my sister is here live, but she said, how do you handle when a kid starts to rebel with the you're not my dad or mom? I think we kind of covered that, but if one of you want to chime in too quick. I mean, I had two. So, uh, Tyrone and Tyrone. And I would just say is that you you got to hear them out, but you got to hear the other parent as well. What we used to have is, they used to think of the Cosby show. We used to have family meetings. And, um, and I would let them express themselves, and I would tell my husband and them that we got to be respectful. Y'all can express yourselves, say whatever you feel, but don't, you know, be respectful to why the other person is speaking. And they did that. They got a lot out of it. And what really truly happened was we had one child together, and the older they get, teenagers say they want to be treated like a six-year-old. But then when you treat them like a six-year-old, it's like, why are you treating me like a six-year-old? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I don't get the attention. And then, you know, everything is Dante, Dante, Dante. And so then we throw out scenarios. And I was like, well, do you really want this? And the game down to them, no, well, I see why y'all doing it. You know, he's six. But then at that time, he was like one and two. Well, he get all the attention, and y'all always doing this, that, and the other. Well, you don't want me to know who your friends are. You don't want me to, you know, come up to your school and hang out with you. You don't think that's cool. So, you know, just to get them to kind of clear their thoughts and kind of clear the air. And we did that a few times just so we can get their standpoint of where they stood and why they felt that way. Um, but then I know that they just said it out of anger because one day I was driving and one of the boys in the backseat was telling someone, he was like, well, you're, um, my dad don't never come around. He was like, that's fine. My dad don't ever got to come around because Dirk does everything for me. So I know he get it. Yeah. It was just in that moment when he probably want his real dad to come around. Yeah. And he's like, well, this dude is telling me what to do, but... You know, he's not my blood father. But going back to my grandmother's generation, there's been stepdads and stepmoms for mm-hmm. years. It just didn't start in the 21st century. This has been going on for a very long time. All the way back to Jesus, because Jesus had a stepdad too, y'all. So, um, but yeah, I think that you just have to listen and you have to have patience. So patience with your child, because you can't force them to like someone. They may never like your spouse. Your spouse may never like them in a sense of, them not being able to build that bond, but it has to be a level of respect, you know, mutual respect, because you don't want nobody to harm your kids or hurt your kids. You don't want your kid to go in there and be like trying to stab your spouse up either, because they they're trying to yeah. just break y'all up. So you just gotta really use some wisdom in dealing with that situation, because everybody's situation is gonna be different. Yes. Well, luckily we haven't gotten to that. I hope we never get to the "you're not my mom, you're not my dad" page, mm-hmm. and. She's not really. Okay. Okay. She doesn't know. <laughs> so, 
she was living with her dad like before I got with him. So he was a single dad. So I didn't have the whole you're not my mom. I think she was just excited to, to have, have somebody, somebody there, there to nurture yeah. her and be a mother for her. So she kind of like when she's there, she's under me. <laughs> she spends more time with me than she does for her dad. So we don't have those kinds of issues. And my son, like him and his dad, are really close, but he has a good relationship with my husband as well. So. I'm hoping that we never get to the you ain't my mama, you ain't my daddy, because then that's what I'm going to have to say. Like, these are, these are women 
that I've seen um, grow and mature and pretty much like dominate this momish thing. So like when I when I do momish, I want women who are who are actually doing the darn thing. Like I'm not gonna bring you on here and, and you just halfway stepping. Like I'm bringing on moms. Like I just met. You say no new friends. I don't say no no no, no new friends because in my thirties and before my thirties, probably like. 27, 28. I know. I have a lot of friends, and so I don't say no new friends because I feel as though everybody that I come into contact with has a like some type of thing that they're like depositing into my life, and I can choose to take it and I can choose not to take because some people have got negativity. But Latoya is one of the people that I met, and I was like, oh, I still stick friends from my sister all the time. Like I stole, I stole Jocelyn, I stole Lachey. I stole my cousin Raquel. I stole her friend Nana. Like I steal friends, so keep your friends away if you don't want me stealing. If they good friends, I'll steal them. But Latoya is my new friend, so hey y'all. And I had to have her on here because like my sister was like telling me about her. Cause listen, we as women when we come around, I'd be like, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Oh no, she cool. Who is she? Like, but no, and I'm very like territorial of, of, with my sister. So, but anyway, she um, knows Christian spent the night at her house. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to a um, we went to a fundraising event for my nephew's thing, and I went with, I went with my sister, and Latoya was like, "Come on, y'all, get in my car," and I was like, "Who is that?" I'm not getting in her car, but I got in her car, and like I was like, "Yeah, she's my friend. She's, she's my friend." But no, and it started like that. But it got deeper. Like now that I know her, like I can relate to her. I see that she's a bomb mom, and I think that's what momish and what doing life together. Like my church is big on doing life together. I think doing life together is good. So like anytime I can come in contact with different moms, like these moms have like gave me insight into blended families, and it helps with just my family. Like I just learned that I shouldn't give Hunter stuff that his dad already told him no about. You know, just I didn't. Like, I didn't just learn that. it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just learn it, but I was like, crap, that happens to everybody. I thought that was just me, man. You know, but it's good to listen, and I think everybody that's tuning in, if you have like blended families, or if you don't, like tuning into Momish, I think you're getting key pieces, keystones. Like my sister said last week, stop the baby mama drama. Stop bashing your baby daddies. Like know that you have to do these things if you want a successful, happy family. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to see none of y'all on um Maury Snap, divorce, divorce, <laughs> snap. That's, that's one thing my kids can never say. They can never go back to dad and say that I bash dad around them, even the one that's missing. And that's key. I, I never and she say got a new anything husband. bad about them. And it's because that just takes away from me. So, mm -hmm. I mean, in a conversation, maybe with my friends and I may be venting or something, mm -hmm. but never in front of my kids mm -hmm. because that's still their father. Mm -hmm. And if that father decides to come to Trinity when she goes to the prom, he has every right because mm -hmm. he's still her father. Mm -hmm. So she don't think any less. If you bring her upstairs right now, she don't think any less of him because I don't say anything bad about mm -hmm. him or whatever. And she still gets to go around his family. And they don't say anything bad. So she still gets to be with her grandmother, grandfather, aunts and uncles and all that other stuff. It's just she doesn't have that relationship with him and neither does Taiwan. But I feel like if I say some bad stuff about him, then I create some yeah, well, division that's going to cause them. When they do like get to talk mm -hmm. to him or be around him or whatever, then they're going to be mad at me. Because they're going to say, well, you kept us away. No, I'll drop you off. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> I'll drop you off. And I 
I used to do that. So when they were young, I used to drop them off. I can go to school at night. I still go to school. I don't know I've been going to school for like 10 years. But I <laughs> dropped them off or whatever. But it was always me doing yeah. So I think at some point, he's going to have to want to be the one that's doing. And it's not me making that, you know, right. building that relationship. But I think that it's wrong for anybody that is out there just, you know, your dad is this, your dad is that, your dad is this, or your mom is this. Because the kid doesn't need to be a part of that. The kid doesn't need to take on adult responsibilities and emotions because you don't know what you're doing to your child. And when like you do that. the blended family, don't be that new mom bashing the other mm-hmm. person's child's parent either like yeah um, no like latroya you know like she doesn't say that in front of the kids like she talk about her mom i ain't gotta do it yeah and i would would just sit there and sit my wine and say okay baby Mm -hmm. because the first thing the child gonna say is well she don't like you anyway (laughs) (laughs) and then you got a problem because you have a problem and then we about to be World star. It's gonna be world star. And they're gonna be like, oh, your daddy, little friend. You know, that's their thing. They got little friends over I there. I think most problems in blended families with the other parent is somebody still wants somebody. There's never had an issue. That's baby daddy, baby mama. We have never had that. My um, husband's baby mother has never caused no drama. She always give me compliments. She always give kudos. We work together Mm -hmm. for the sake of her son. Mm -hmm. My kids that have never tried to insert himself or try to get at me or anything like that, those doors are closed. And Mm -hmm. as long as those doors are open, you're a blended family or even you trying to get with somebody, it's never going to work. Because you're letting this person just say slick stuff about your spouse Mm -hmm. or your significant other. Or you're letting this person call you in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. or pop up, making like they're bringing the kids some pampers. Mm -hmm. You don't need them pampers. Like, you know, (laughs) you got to set some boundaries there. because We got a CBS by house. That'll break up your marriage. That'll break up your relationship. That'll break up your courtship that you trying to get something going. But they see this dude is adamant about getting at you or this girl. And females, we do it. Like, we want to break it up because we want you. We really don't want you, but we'll try to do things. And then we don't want to see you happy. We don't want you, but we don't want nobody else to have you. Right, so if I'm I'm not happy, I don't want you to be happy. And you got to be strong enough to just, like, cut that off. Like, don't call me, don't text me. Or, you know, you gotta, you're gonna have to put you your car down. Know. Baby mothers and baby fathers are not entitled to their other baby mother, baby father. They think that it's a, a revolving door. No, it's over. It's, it's so over. You have to put that out there. Because okay. baby daddy think once they had you once, they got you all the time. No, no, no. That's that, that what? Snoop Dogg, his wife used to say that, had him once, but I got him all the time. No. We're not going in. We're not doing all of that. So you're gonna have to shut those doors if you really want a productive household and you wanna make it work. Yes. Amen. So, ladies. Okay, because I know that will be me, because I can't get enough of that chocolate ball head. <laughs> she got a milk nut. I'm about to spark all In the name of love, no. in the name of love. No, we have much. A Listen. A whopper. A whopper. <laughs> whopper, though. <laughs> My mom is Joni on my husband, y'all. I'm about to get this <laughs> oh, but guys, I kept you guys way over time, but we got some good nuggets today. We got some knowledge. Yes. Um, if you're just joining it, I'm about to upload the um the video on Facebook, and it'll be on the podcast tomorrow. 
thank you guys for joining us today with our blended families we can go for hours on this subject because i got more questions as they were talking i got more questions in my head but maybe we'll do a follow-up interview with them because we want to see if latoya gets her teenagers and if they become rebellious and if they call if they say you're not my mother i want to know if pms kicks in if pms kicks in okay and like we want to see like what happens with this is how the shows go we want to see what happens just to neil 16 year old and you know what happens? He's gonna find Jesus and he's gonna pray for his life. So, life. okay. So, um, thank you guys for joining. Next week we are taking a break for Easter. Happy Easter, everybody! Oh, Post you. pictures of your pretty kids and your cute kids in their Easter attire. Yo, go ahead and drop um, that engage plug so I can get this roof crest. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, you're not taking my gift card. You're not taking my gift card. Um, church with the Carters next week. If you if you want to come to church with the Carters, let us know. Um, but we are taking a break next week so everybody can be with their families and um, just have a good time and not have to tune in to me, even though I feel like all y'all my family now that tune in and you guys have been crazy supportive. Um, but we will resume the following week, which is April... <laughs> What is that? It's April already, y'all. Church, church, April eighth. Oh, April eighth will resume. Um, I got a birthday on that day, but I don't. It's not my birthday. It's, it's um, my own birthday. But it's Sunday. It's Sunday, y'all. I'm gonna be good today. But um, um, I just want to shout out a couple of people that just joined me. Um, Nicole, thanks for joining. Um, my Phyllis, thanks for joining. Amber. Um, my sister, I don't know how Lily's on here, but she's on here. Hey, Lily. <laughs> Devon, Rochelle, Tony, thanks for joining. On Janie, my cousin Jackie, thank you guys for joining so much. Um, I'm sorry you guys joined late, but uh, you guys will be able to catch it on Facebook Live. But as always, I love you guys. Have a great week. Cheers to the week. Yeah. We got our wine. All moms need wine. Right? Hey, clank, clank, clank. except for this mom. Except for this mom. <laughs> Listen, she got she got I need Starbucks. Starbucks. All moms need wine at Starbucks or Starbucks. I need both. You know, but I don't. I don't necessarily uh put Starbucks in my budget because it's a lot. But thank you guys for joining and have a great week, guys. Happy Easter. If I don't see you guys next week, well, I won't see you guys. But happy Easter, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Hey. What is supposed to always be an hour?